You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob and Ty Bo. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am Ty Bob. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Bob underscore. Make sure to follow Ty Bo and the show at Bob and Bo Show. And give Sean a follow at Sheen1440. Welcome back. Uh, we had a weird week three uh, Chiefs lost. We cover that on the Chiefs podcast. Make sure to go uh, listen to that on all audio platforms or YouTube. Uh, Bob and Bo show. Um, it was just a, just a weird week. Last week, it was the witching hour. This week, we had teams who shouldn't have won win games. Um, before we get too far into that, I think Sean has got uh, some fantasy football news for us. Yeah, we're going to go back to our players to watch out for. Uh, Drake London, solid first two weeks. Week three, six targets, three catches for 54 yards, one touchdown. A little bit less targets than you were expecting. He's still got the production. He's still got over 50 yards and a touchdown. It's kind of what you want from a rookie. He's going to uh, he's going up against the Browns, the Bucks, and the Niners in the next three weeks. So this is going to be a tough stretch for him to see if he's actually going to pull it off mainly to see if Marcus Mariota will actually pass to him during this time, if you can find him open in this time. So if you're going to play him, maybe put him as a flex optional. If you run a two-flex league, look for that. Well, Arthur Smith got bullied into using Kyle Pitts more, uh, so that took away some of Drake London's targets. (laughs) It took over a little bit, but I mean, let him. He He stayed fantasy relevant with that touchdown for sure. Yeah, so he's still an option. He can break one off at any moment. Another player that we started off at the beginning of the year to look at is finally going off a little bit, and that is one Isaiah McKenzie. Seven catches on nine targets for 76 yards and a touchdown. Now, if you're going a full PPR league, he had 20 points. Solid production for a wide receiver three, wide receiver four. And that's with Gabe Davis in, right? Gabe was playing? I believe so, yeah. Uh, He was on a snap count. Don't forget, he did have the ankle injury. I think it was a sprain early in the week during practice. Um, I don't know how relevant Isaiah McKenzie will stay with G-String coming back. uh, If they're going up against competent defenses. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to key on uh, Stefan. You know, he he can't – he's not – He's not going to get three touchdowns every game. So that uh, that ball is going to get spread out. <clears throat> Look for him in uh, high-scoring games that the other team will actually score and solid defenses where they're going to cover digs. And the last player we're going to talk about, Carson Wentz. If you listen to me and you played him, <laughs> you shouldn't have listened to me. You should say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad apologize. Story. That is on me. I apologize. I want to put a notes app up thing later. But should have known it was the Eagles. Could have been a revenge game. The comedy You didn't start really him, play. did you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> he's on my team. He's a he's a for later player. He's gonna perform against some teams, but definitely not the Eagles. That was embarrassing. Let's also not forget another one that you had named Mr. Sammy Watkins. Look at him, he's on the IR. Who would have thought that? As the weather starts to get cool, cooler, he <laughs> starts to be a little bit more injured every single year. He just doesn't. He, he doesn't have hamstrings. He is not a player to watch at all for the rest of the year. You can't. 
<laughs> you won't be watching him on TV. No. <laughs> you won't be watching him at practice either. <laughs> well, with that, we did have a few games of the week. Um, I will start off. Uh, I had the Jags Chargers game. I believe that was in the 325 hour. And the Jaguars beat the Chargers 38 to 10. Now, Rashawn Slater, tackle for the Chargers, did go out for the season with a torn bicep. Uh, Keenan Allen was also out. Uh, Joey Bosa now injured out for potentially a few weeks. We'll have to see how bad that injury is. Uh, but also, you lose Urban Meyer as a head coach for a professional team, and, like, man, you're good. You're good. Look at Doug Peterson down there and Andy <clears throat> Reid's coaching tree. Get himself some I was going to say, Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning uh, coach. Like, that's not, you're not replacing him with just any run of the mill guy. Like, it's a, there is a drastic step up from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. Is that what, two games for the Jags that they've won by 20 plus points in a row? Yes. They're looking good, man. Trevor Lawrence looks like a competent quarterback. Like you can throw his so far, you can throw his entire rookie year out of the window. And for a guy like James Rob, nobody is talking about James Robinson enough any season. This guy was an undrafted free agent to be able to come in and ball for two years the way that he did with the entire offense. Go ahead. Coming off an Achilles injury. Yeah, to go off for for two seasons prior to ball the way that he did, and then to get injured, torn Achilles, and be able to come back. Far better than Durant could ever do. Uh, this this guy is <laughs> <laughs> this guy is is amazing. It, it, the the style that he plays with, and being able to come out uh, of injury, uh, being able to overcome adversity, adversity, adversity. Goodness sakes, I can't speak today. Coming off of adversity, um, uh, being the undrafted uh, free agent. Uh, and become a number one back, especially having to beat out a guy like Travis Etienne. Um, it just reminds me, his entire style reminds me a lot of Adrian Peterson. Okay. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Chargers are uh, done. Every, every person, yeah. everybody that drafted uh, Etienne in, in fantasy is pissed off, though. Yeah, it yeah. should be. Like nobody, nobody that. was nobody was telling you to draft James Robinson. At the I was. Like, were you? Yeah. Okay. I also have him in Dynasty. Mm. Well, that's. I mean, you lucked out. <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta ask a question. What was Brandon Staley thinking, keeping Herbert in that long in the game? Whenever they're down that much, that's the time that like the water boy should be in the game. Herbert didn't want to come out. Yeah, but if you're down thirty-eight ten, no chance coming back. Right? Your franchise quarterback has broken ribs or cartilage, whatever you want to say. Like, you pull that guy out. You don't give – Andy Reid is not keeping Patrick Mahomes in. Patrick doesn't get a say. Patrick's not going to put his helmet back on. Like, if he's going to fight you on it, you get security to strip him of his pads and send him to the locker room. <laughs> that is your franchise quarterback. That's the Chargers, man. That's the Chargers. Hey, Brandon Staley um, showing that he should not be a head coach for much longer. I'm never happy when players get injured and stuff like that. Like I hate seeing it unless it's Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm not complaining about their management right now. Like I'm going to let them charge it. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, 
we're looking like we might need some help this year. So <laughs> take every bit of it we can get. Yeah. Uh, who's next up uh, in the games of the week? It was me. I had the Lions and Vikings. Lions 24, Vikings 28. Ah, what a finish to that game. KJ Osborne with the game-winning touchdown with 45 seconds left. That's, that was pretty good to end the game. Thought maybe they should have used Justin Jefferson a little bit more, but Lions locked him up. He had three catches on six targets for only 14 yards. Okuda. Locked up. One of the best in the league. He's back, I baby. That. I didn't watch the game, but I'm sure it was good TV. I had, I had it on red zone, so it was flipping back and forth. But the Lions were up 14 nothing at one point. Vikings came back 14-14. They're up 24-14. They blew two 10-plus 10, 10 point leads. And that, I don't know, man. That, that's all coaching right there. They, they love Dan Campbell up there. but So through three weeks, Jeff Okuda needs props. He's covered some of the best receivers in the league. Justin Jefferson, Devonta Smith. Um, and then he also had, uh, I believe it was Terry McLaurin in, in the Commanders, uh, Jahan Dotson. You, you, I mean, you name it. All three. All three. Nobody through the three games combined had more than like 36 yards. He's passing the test right now. All three. Those top receivers in the league. Nobody had more than 30 yards total. And that's all three of those receivers combined that went up against him after every single rep. Jeff Okuda is the real deal. Respect that man. And on top of that, I think the Lions, I mean, even though they lost this game, this that's a this a premier matchup. Um, you know, it's a it's a division rivalry. Everybody gets up for those games. Um, but I think the Lions are for real. Like they they're going through just a little bit of a skid here, but it, I mean, they I feel like they're gonna be all right. Yeah, it's all they're all getting used to winning. They need to learn how to not lose before they learn how to win. <laughs> but here's a here's a questionable thing for Dan Campbell. He went for it six times on fourth down during the game. And on the very last time he had the ball, fourth down, he decided to go for a fifty four yard field goal with about one ten remaining. Kick was missed. Vikings came down, scored within thirty, forty seconds. After the game, Dan Campbell kept on questioning himself, like, why did I go for that field goal? Why did yeah. I not go for the win? They'll work it out. It's, they'll get there. They look good. They look solid. They're, they've been in every single game. It's been a one-score game if they lose every single time. So There's a lot of new and there's a lot of young regimes out there that are just, like, working out the kinks. Everybody for some reason, the, the Chiefs will get figured out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for some reason the Chiefs are getting lumped in there when we've had a, a established coaching staff uh, like we do, um, but just like everybody else, we'll, we'll get it figured out. <clears throat> um, Williams, man, he looks good. He's a bruiser down there, man. Snatched him up. Snatched him up week one uh, on fantasy, so he's now <laughs> a third running back to to start. That's startable. Uh, so suck it. <laughs> uh, I'll move on into my game of the week though um, it knocked one of the undefeated teams off in the AFC but it's not the one you would have guessed coming into the week um, we all guessed the Bills um, for Pickham and the Dolphins came away with this one um, 
I can't I the game played out kind of similarly to the way I described both teams were scoring um but Tua didn't necessarily struggle as mu- as much against the Bills defense um as I had thought I even with the injuries I thought the front seven of the Bills um would have given him fits um but he wasn't in trouble very often in that game um it sucks the the amount of injuries that the Bills have had in their secondary, um, but two has got the weapons, and so far he's making it work. Dolphins are three and zero, and they just beat the Dolphins, so you can't you can't really not or they just beat the Bills, so you can't really knock them. <laughs> um, the Bills were almost a consensus number one team in the NFL. Um, everybody's power rankings had them number one. So, um, not anymore. Not anymore. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season to watch and see if the Dolphins are for real. Um, long. It's a long seventeen games. It's a long seventeen games. I, I thought it was cool. I, I found this note from uh, Warren Sharp on Twitter at uh, Sharp Football. Um, Josh Allen's air yards on early downs in the first half of games. And then there's another stat underneath of it. Uh, and this is his comparisons over the last two years into this year, this year, the only thing that's different in the bills offense is obviously Brian dabble is gone. Their offensive coordinator is now the head coach in New York for the giants in 2020. Uh, Josh Allen's air yards on early downs Mm. in the first half of games was eight, which was seventh in the NFL. In 21, it was 7.7, still seventh in the NFL. Moving to this year, his air yards on early downs in the first half of of games on average is five and a half yards. That ranks him at 25th. It's a massive jump. Now, losing your offensive coordinator is big, but if, hey, if you're a big time quarterback, that jump, it doesn't happen. And the next one is rate of early down passes beyond the first down marker. so uh, first, second down, uh, uh, early downs, and making it beyond the first down marker. Uh, in in 2020, it was 32% of the time, which was fifth in the NFL. In 2021, it was 30% of the time, still fifth in the NFL. Jumped to 22, it's 21% of the time, down to 22nd in the NFL. The bills are falling, folks. They've lost their top four corners. Maybe they just look good for the first two weeks. We'll have to see how it continues, losing important players on defense, losing your offensive coordinator. And maybe Josh Allen was just Josh Allen because of Brian Dabble. I don't think that's true. <laughs> their, their front seven still really good. Um, they still have a guy like Kyer Elam that has room to grow in the season. Um, and he's already shown to be pretty good um, as a rookie. Um, did, I mean, do you think that's the, the stats that you're bringing up are attributed to just the regime change? Like, is this like a slightly new offensive system or is you think that's indicative of some other problem? It has to be both. It can't be either or. It has to be both. You've got a new regime that comes in, and that changes this play style of everyone. 
However, you've got guys <clears throat> across that line. Now, granted, they lost uh, Emmanuel Sanders, but again, you've got guys who have been in that system for multiple years, who have been there with Josh Allen to have that chemistry. If the issue is going to be just the system, that would make sense if it's Patrick Mahomes with a group of guys that he hasn't played with, right? But Patrick Mahomes is still his efficiency is still as good as it has been. Now, maybe that's because the system is still there. Sure. But again, it has to be both, right? Because if it's the system, then your chemistry will help you. And if it's the chemistry, then your system's going to help you. And right now we're seeing a complete and utter massive meltdown and fall off in his EPA and being able to convert on these downs and how often they're doing it. It has to be with the chemistry and, um, and the system. Well, Ken Dorsey's also having meltdowns in the uh, in the office up there, <laughs> so up in the box. But <laughs> can we talk about the butt punt as well? Did you guys see that? Yeah, no, that was. Great. I love that for the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Mark Sanchez <laughs> is not the only one anymore. Yeah, that's honest. That honestly saved the Dolphins the game. Gave them the safety. They're oh, not putting it. They're not getting the bills. Put them bills at the fifty yard line, like. Why are you not taking a safety? You're yeah. I, I had a lot of people talk to me about this over the last excuse me, over the last couple of days. And and they're all blaming the 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 gunner there or the blocker there for the punter that he's in the way. Why is he moving back? Why isn't he moving forward? Where the hell is he supposed to go? You do know that like you people do know that it it's 15 yards. It's not 10. They were on the they were on the goal line and he's backed up onto the edge of the end zone and has to move forward and kick the ball. And and his blocker can't move forward. Otherwise, he's going to lose the gunners on his outside because it's a they're going an all out block attempt. You can't move. So you run back and you take the safety other because otherwise, if if it doesn't hit him in the butt and the dude doesn't lay an egg and that's not how footballs are made, then. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's going to end up a touchdown and the dolphins lose. Also, I don't know if you guys saw the, this, the uh, picture that's out there. Somebody got a picture of the side with the football coming right off of that uh, blocker. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, somebody was the like, ripple oh, yeah, gonna... on, on the dude's ass is hilarious. Pause. But the uh, the the snapshot somebody took it and said that's how I, I, I'm going to tell my son that's how footballs are made. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean it it obviously worked out for him in the end, but it's a it's a strange that's a strange call because I mean you there's no chance it wasn't going to get blocked or messed up or whatever. Like it it, it just. It was cringy to watch, but it was also just like made me laugh. <laughs> it's a good way to win it in the weekend. Um, last week, folks, we gave you a power ranking, and it undoubtedly was the best power ranking of teams that you'll ever hear. You'll never hear a better power <laughs> ranking or of anything <laughs> that it, 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 it's just not going to be found. You can't find a better power <laughs> ranking anywhere. But with that being said, we got to change it. There's got to be some changes, man. There's got to be some changes. So to start us off, to go back through and see who moves up, who moves down, and who moves out. At number ten, we had the Vikings. Uh, I called this game, um, even though we had the Vikings 
um, at 10 and the Lions at five, the Vikings still for a, a very long amount of time, I don't think. Um, Vikings are moving up because they beat a good team in the Lions. At number nine, we have the Rams. Yeah, the Rams won again. I believe we all picked the Rams except for maybe Ty Bob. But they won division rivalry. They look pretty good. They're moving slightly up. Eight, the Ravens. <clears throat> uh, Lamar Jackson stays on track. Um, they, I mean, because of some other teams falling, I feel like the Ravens are going to make a pretty, pretty decent jump. At seven, we have the Bucks. The Bucks are moving out of the top ten. They, their defense looked good, but they still struggled mightily on offense. Granted, no receivers really, but still struggle, and they're moving out. Number six, the Dolphins. As much as I am a skeptic and as much as it kind of pains me to say it, the Dolphins are moving up. Um, I personally can't say they're the best team in the NFL, but the way they've been playing, it's hard to rank them outside of them, too. Five, the Lions. Like Tabo alluded to earlier, the Vikings won, but the Lions still look pretty good. They play close games no matter what. They're staying in the top 10, but they're moving down. Number four, the Chargers. Unfortunately, this has a lot to do with injury. Um, the Chargers are going to be outside looking in the top 10 um, after this week. And three, the Eagles. Eagles, what can we say? They look so good. Uh, Jalen Hurts is smooth like butter. Devontae Smith, it was his coming out party. He looked good. They're ready to go. They're moving up. They're going to be number one for us. At two, the Chiefs. We slide, but we're not out of the top ten because the Chiefs have been for real for a long amount of time. This coaching staff knows how to get these boys whipped into shape. We're still for real. We're still in the top ten. One, the Bills. The Bills take another slide. They lost to the Dolphins. They have a lot of injuries on that defense right now. They're still in the top 10, but they're moving down. So to recap, boys, just for all the listeners, to make sure we have the Chargers who have, who are at four and the Bucks who are at seven are both moving out of the top 10. Bucks for poor performance. The Chargers, strictly due to the injuries, we think it's going to affect the rest of the season for them. We have the Dolphins. And um, and the Eagles moving up the most into the high one and two position, uh, as well as the Lions moving all the way down into 10. We do have the Packers coming up into the top 10 to take a spot, um, while one and two, the Bills and the Chiefs slide out to make room for the Eagles and uh, the Dolphins. It's a good list. It's a solid list. Uh, we will be back next week with a num uh, a different Power Five for you, uh, but we will be coming with them uh, every week. Now we get into the highlights, man. There were some good highlights. Uh, the number one thing I want to touch on is uh, Cooper Rush is better than Dak. It's one hundred percent true. <laughs> you give you give a healthy, full blown Dak into that team. And that Dallas Cowboys is going 0-3.
Oh, you think you think that you think that Dak would lose to the the Giants? Danny Dimes is getting his first win in prime time <laughs> if Dak is in, baby. Garbage. Jones, what are you doing giving him a $40 million contract? Cooper Rush is your new franchise quarterback in what? Dallas. Okay, what is what is Cooper Rush doing exception? Like winning. What, like winning. <laughs> he's a, he's a system quarterback. If you can't if you can't point out something that like he is doing exceptionally well, he is a system quarterback. He's a he's a dumbed down version of Tom Brady. Okay, listen, if you can be a backup quarterback and you win in a McCarthy system, you are a <laughs> franchise top ten quarterback anywhere, baby. Okay, he didn't win because of the system. He won in spite of the system. McCarthy, you're garbage just as much as Dak. Take him with you. Cooper get Rush is going to lead the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Let him do it. Dak's going to get hurt again. I think that would be a hilarious back. story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're not going to rush Dak back anytime soon as well, man. Like Jones, Jerry Jones was talking about rushing him back early. I don't foresee that happening. Who's going to take play a chance on Dak if Cooper Rush just takes over? Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> 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 Before we get too much further into the highlights, I did want to talk about our weekly pick'em and how we did, because uh, it deserves a little bit of attention. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah, it does. Um, here's how I the week went, it man. Is. It was it was rough for everyone. It was very no, rough. it wasn't. Except for one, it was shut not. Your mouth. I'm getting there. It was shut your not. mouth and know your role. <laughs> My role is number one, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of the three of us had awful weekends. Uh, mm. There's a slide coming off of week one. Uh, now, again, it's a long, it's a long season, Tybo. Sure, hold your is. horses. Uh, in two two weeks in a row, I My round out. Was insane this weekend. <laughs> it was two weeks in a row. I roll in the last. Uh, it, it, it's not pretty. Uh, I had five wins and eleven losses. Sean rolls around in second. At six wins, ten Ooh. losses. There goes that five hundred. And you'll be back. Tybo, <laughs> just obliterate. If you, uh, as of right now, if you need betting help, you want help on your parlays, hit up at Bob and Bo Show. Make sure to make make sure you're you're referencing Tybo because he will help you from here on out. He went eleven and listen and to my five. pick'em choices. Eleven and five, baby. Eleven and five. So that rounds out after three weeks. I am in last place at 19 wins, 27 losses, and two ties. Again, we had the wash uh, first game of the season. Sean coming in at a strong 21 wins, 25 losses, and the two ties. Tybo, 26 wins, 20 losses, two ties. Coming away with our winner uh, two weeks in a row and overall, Mr. Tybo. Okay, that is what it is. Kaibo picks the teams that I think are going to lose. Just so you I, all know. I did have this this weekend because the NFL is crazy. Anybody can any given Sunday, my friend. I was I was going against who I actually thought was going to win the game. Except for in cases like the Bills and uh the Chargers, um, which I should have done anyways, because my record would have been like almost undefeated if I would have picked the Dolphins and the Jags. What it could have, should have, should have, could have. Yeah, won. I mean, you suck. I still your record's smoke gonna y'all. Suck. <laughs> Let's wait till next week. Yeah, where I go, fucking twelve and four. 
One <laughs> percent better each week. Yep. We'll get there. I don't know. All right, boys. What is up on the highlight reel from week three? It's a funny low light, not a highlight, but Dan Orlovsky uh, gets a little bit of pressure taken <laughs> off him uh, when he's in the spotlight because Jimmy G uh, pulled a him, um, but Jimmy G is not him because I think the Broncos should have been awarded eight points. He, he, he got a safety and threw a pick six. So, you know, I, you know, I think the NFL should look at that rule a little bit, you know, neat like that rule. Uh, I think Dan, Dan Orlovsky is going to uh, fall into a bit of a pit of despair. He's the only one in the NFL that's ever done that. He's the only one that's known for it. Now he has found himself freedom. Um, but I think Dan's is still w- a little bit more oh, embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, it's way geez, more embarrassing. But it's way more embarrassing. But I, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna feel a little sad that now you know he's not gonna be the one remembered for that as much uh, moving forward. I think they're gonna be side by side no matter whenever they're played now. Both really bad. If one, if one gets talked about, like they're gonna they're gonna play the video of the other one. Like the only other time in history this has happened. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you guys were watching the broadcast, um, I don't remember who was the announcer uh, uh, for the game, but Dan Orlovsky's name came out of his mouth before the whistles even blew. Yep. <laughs> he was like, oh, Dan did that one time. His Dan Orlovsky's name was out of his mouth before the play ended and before Jimmy G's name ever came up. It was fantastic. <laughs> Good moment. Good TV. Bad football. <laughs> TV. <laughs> you got to have a couple moments like that if the if the score is going to be eleven to ten. Yeah, like there better there better be some funny moments. Like little Russ Cook, man. Absolutely, <laughs> love that. Just as long as it's not in my kitchen. I can't believe they've won two games, dude. It's not going to be very many more. What Eli Manning? They should have paid the punter $235 million instead of Russell Wilson. It's sad when anybody says that, but when it comes out of the mouth of Eli Manning, that's even worse because, like, Eli was Russ, like later Russ, for his entire career. What do you mean? Eli was not that good. Okay. I mean, that's fair to say, but I was thinking, like, you can't – they're not the same type of quarterback. You can't (laughs) compare them. (laughs) No, not the same type of quarterback. Like, they're just not that good. Like, Eli played his entire career the way Russell has played, like, the last three or four years combined. All right. Um, it, it worked out for my fantasy team, but I just wanted to touch on um, – we said earlier – or I said earlier in the show um, – Arthur Smith um, got bullied into using Kyle Pitts and it actually worked out for the better. (laughs) Um, They won. um, And he, you know, Kyle Pitts had 87 yards receiving. So you see what happens when you utilize a uh, six, six freak of nature that can run a four, three or four. Good things happen. Great things happen. To piggyback off that, another Falcons player. I win player, fantasy football games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another football player for um, the the Falcons, uh, Cordero Patterson, 
has more rushing yards than Justin Fields does passing yards. Justin Fields don't have to throw it. He's got Khalil Herbert. Okay. <laughs> that that was out of nowhere. Bears are two and one, bro. <laughs> Who would have thought at the beginning of the year? Bears Most fans. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so the big news for injury wise this year is Max Jones is out right now. That means we may be getting some Bailey Zappy. <laughs> what? Bailey Zappy. <laughs> Bailey what a name. Zappy. No. Name. Is he well, from BYU? I, I let me check that up real quick. He's definitely he's definitely an out there guy. I mean, that hurts. It, obviously, none of us are fans of Mac Jones, and we've been talking major trash on him. That the 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 Patriots are not a good team, but that this just makes them a million and a half times worse. He could be Cooper Rush, dude. Nobody's Cooper Rush. He, not even he, Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush is Cooper Rush. I mean, he could be the Patriots' form of Cooper Rush. <laughs> I mean, he went to Western Kentucky. All right, so he's not the next Taysom Hill. Oh, he may be. Okay, he, he started off at Houston Baptist, and then 2021 he transferred to Western Kentucky. 5,967 passing yards. 62 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Oh, wait, wait. The, the same Western Kentucky as Sky Moore? So he was Sky Moore's quarterback. Why don't we bring him in? <laughs> Not a chance. We can't have somebody with that kind of name on our team. Bailey Zappi. What a oh, name. I will not root for a quarterback that has that name. <laughs> Not a chance. Mac- I'm going to hope he does better than Mac Jones. This will be a Tom Brady situation for the Patriots. Yo, they found their new quarterback. It's possible. Um, we need another like, storyline like that. We do. The NFL yeah. needs better storylines <laughs> because apparently the AFC South is better than the AFC West right now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, good. I mean, all is right in the world, like we covered last week, but now it's not. <laughs> now it's not. <laughs> Now it's not. We we're a week removed. The Chargers are done, which in Quins, uh that like that happens every year. Um, the 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 Raiders Raider everything away, even with one of the best receivers in the league, top three undoubtedly. Um, and like Russ doesn't know how to turn on a stove. So, but he still won two games. But he still won two games. Like. That's not going to last very long. And the AFC South, all three got three out of the four got wins. And the fourth one played very close against a decent team. Um, And like the Jaguars are for real. What what's happening? Are we going to have two teams out of Florida that make the playoffs this year? (laughs) Oh, it's possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Start Chad Henney <laughs> next week. Trade Chad Henney. For Bailey Zappy. <laughs> For Bailey Zappy, baby. <laughs> Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Oh. Well, boys, is there anything that we missed uh, from week three highlights? Not necessarily a highlight, but possibly a low light for the Panthers. I know they won, but 
Matt Rule is on the hot seat. He needs the boot, man. He, He's got to be out, right? He needs the boot. Did anybody pay Get attention? Was he tipping his plays again this week? It was not I'm broadcasted the, near me. Waiting for the Dan Orlowski breakdown of that. I, I would assume not. I'm sure somebody in management was like, hey, fix it now. Uh, two weeks in a row, you, you don't stick around through Tuesday. So it had to have been a little bit better. Well, boys, if there's nothing else, we do have one game that we need to pick for this upcoming week four. Uh, generally, we've missed it the last two weeks. Uh, generally, we do our pick em games uh, for Thursday on Tuesday at the end of the show. So, boys, this week we've got the Miami Dolphins coming off of a brutal game in ridiculous heat against a very good opponent in the Bills. They're going to head into Cincinnati and take on the Bungles. Uh, Miami is a four-point favorite here. This is an all-time uniform game as well. The Bengals are going the wide-out uniforms, and you got the Dolphins with their crazy candy-ass uniforms anyway. So it's going to be good to see on TV at least. Yeah, I that's going to be taken. Oh, man. Why would you have to go to me first? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who Bengals won this weekend, right? Yeah. Did win against the Jets. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their offensive line play uh, stepped up. I th- I thought I saw something, uh, but they who uh, they had the, like the number one draft pick, um, Trayvon Walker. Is that a name? I couldn't Ian. tell you, bro. All right, Sean. Look at um. Uh. No. Um. Oh gosh, now it's gonna escape me. Um. Yeah, nope, it's gone. Don't know. They did bring in the D end. I just don't. Uh, I don't remember because they had three first round picks. Sean, the Bengals selected Daxton Hill in the first round. That's not what I'm asking. I know they didn't pick Trayvon <laughs> Walker. I don't know what you're talking about now. I mean, you're talking about the defensive ends for the Jets, correct? Yes. Um, was it? It wasn't Thibodeau, was it? Is that? Yes. No, 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 no. He went. He went to the Giants. Is it Jermaine Johnson? They drafted Jermaine there, Johnson. There, there it is. It was. It was one pick before us. It was the guy that I wanted out of Florida State. Yeah. Uh, and they took Jermaine Johnson. <laughs> uh, I think twenty-five year old out of Florida State. Late round pick or late first round pick. Well, anyways, they they have a pretty good defensive line. They they really do. Um, and I think Joe Burrow was only hit once or something like that. Um, Granted, the first two weeks were also against T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons. So that that's I mean, yeah, that's a I mean, weeks. good good point to make. Um, Miami plus four, which is which is strange to me. I mean, I don't know because do we? I kind of think the Bengals are going to get back on track. You know, like that's not is if the Miami doesn't have a Michael Parsons or a TJ Watt. They got a Melvin Ingram. 
I still have Ogba. Neither of those guys are Micah Parsons or TJ Watt. They do have a DB core of some very, very good guys. Um, I'm going to say Bengals. I just talked myself into it. All right. I'm going to go Dolphins. Mike McDaniel looks pretty good coaching over there right now. It, it's, it is a tough one. I agree with Tybo. Like, this this is really hard. I want to say the Dolphins win here, um, but they just had a ridiculously brutal game, as we've talked about. Uh, their, their run game has yet to come in, and the, McDaniels is known for his run game. Um, I think I'm also going to have to. I, I I thought it might be a trap game for the Dolphins coming off of that uh, that that tough win against the Bills, um, but I don't think they ended up with any injuries. So I am also going to take the Dolphins to win on Thursday night. And that's going to do it for the show, everyone. We thank you for listening. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and all audio platforms. Uh, Bob and Bo show wherever you listen. Uh, we will be coming at you Thursday or uh, yeah, Thursday night and all of Friday with our preview shows of the Chiefs and of the NFL. If you haven't listened to our Chiefs show yet, make sure to go back and do that. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.